All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. I am one of your co-hosts, Josh Bales, pastor at the Well Church. Also with me, Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale Reformed Church. We have a couple guest hosts with us today. Pastor Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. That's, man, that's a mouthful. It is. You Not, do a great job. Thank you for having me. And then and then, uh, Pastor Paul Luer, also from The Well. I'm glad you're here today. Me too, brother. And I'm mostly glad you're here, Russ. Oh, he's talking to me. <laughs> yeah. um, so we have been talking about um, kind of answering common objections to um, Christianity. And uh, let's just jump into it today. Um, what about the poor native who never heard of Christ. What about the poor? So I think the, I think the way that the, the end of that goes is, are they going to go to hell because they never had an opportunity to believe the gospel? How do you guys answer that? Well, um, you know, I forget who, who, who came up with this, but um, the, the answer they gave is that um, if they... Now, this was maybe... Uh, it was an, an, Armenian, an Armenian that was answering this, but they said, hey, if, if they um, uh, recognize God, if they, whatever it was within them, um, that was meritorious enough. On the one hand, that's pretty Armenian, but on the other hand, the answer is, is well, then a missionary would, would basically round the corner and proclaim the gospel, which, of course, is... Uh, quite heavy in terms of the sovereignty of God but but anyway so yeah the idea is that um, that God will essentially never let anybody uh, go who shouldn't so e- even if we even if we can all agree on that um, whether you're a Calvinist or an Arminian uh, you know that that God is not only willing but able um, that that missionary will round the corner just at the right time. Mm. Um, and if 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 that missionary doesn't, then then they they weren't that wasn't meant to be. Paul also says in Romans chapter one that all of humanity is without excuse because we can see through what has been made God's <coughs> invisible attributes, His uh, divine nature, and His eternal power. And uh, you know that I always go to <laughs> Psalm nineteen. Um, you know, and Psalm 19 begins with the creation proclaiming the glory of God. And we have, we call that general revelation, God revealing himself through what he has made, which means, which makes everyone, regardless of where you are in the world, without excuse. And as, yeah, and as Psalm 19 unfolds, it drives us into his, what we call special revelation, his law, his revealed word. And that's where we find out who he is. So the, all of creation makes without excuse because it's crying out that there is a God and he's powerful and he's good. He gives us good things. And that should drive us then to know this God. And instead our hearts fashion false gods out of the creation and worship them. I hate to be that guy, um, but the question itself has some mm. underlying faults and, and underlying um, faulty premises um, there is no poor native. It misunderstands the whole idea of the fallenness of of every person, mm-hmm. that all of us are guilty and accountable before God. Um, we're guilty because of our own original sin. Mm-hmm. We're guilty for the general revelation that we've had and, and 
have not used that to then turn to God um, that is. Um, so there isn't really all of these quote-unquote innocent people that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a, a misnomer. Um, if Can I jump in? Yes. If there are innocent people, they go straight to heaven. They don't need Christ. Yes. Um, because if, if you're innocent and perfectly righteous, then you don't need to be saved. Yep. And I think the idea is, and I think this is what Paul was saying, if they act upon the light that they're given in general revelation, I believe the character of God would then demonstrate that he would give them further light, that there would be more revelation that would be provided for them to then act upon the greater revelation um, that was mm-hmm. necessary, the special revelation that we need to, they, they would need to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I think that aligns not necessarily with an Arminian or Calvinist view of whatever. I, I think it just aligns with God's character. Although I just maybe one caveat, like if they're responding in truth to general revelation, it is because the Father is already drawing them That's by correct. the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Yeah. Nobody responds to <coughs> truth the truth of Scripture, apart from a uh, work of the Holy Spirit first moving up on the individual. And that will culminate in their belief in Jesus Christ. Yeah. I think another thing behind the question, you know, as people we interact with might ask it, is one of the assumption that, well, you know, God would allow such a person. He'd, like, overlook in some degree. And if that were the case, then on the other side, I mean, we shouldn't have missionaries and we shouldn't have outreach to these countries. Our goal then should be to keep people in darkness as much as possible. Yeah. And that's not right. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so it's, uh, again, because it's, by hearing the message, then they become culpable at that right, point. Right. Right. And so, yeah. which we're rejecting that we're saying, we are that's rejecting not, that. That is not, not the way it is. It's, it's what, uh, Russ has just said of, you know, we are all culpable. Um, you know, scripture teaches from the moment of conception, uh, yeah. we're, we're culpable. Okay, so here's another kind of objection. Um, all religions are basically the same. They're basically good. It doesn't really matter what you believe. Kind of the all roads lead to Rome. Um, how would you guys um, answer that? Now, now, this isn't coming from the snarky person who's just throwing up the smoke screen that they're trying to trip you up. Mm-hmm. This is coming from the person who was kind of bought into the cultural catechism, and that's what they genuinely believe, and they're they're wanting you to engage with that. Christianity is an exclusive religion. Um, Jesus would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That statement can't be true by Jesus Christ and at the same time say all religions are good it doesn't matter what you believe mm-hmm. so by its very nature Christianity is an exclusive religion and that is also what makes it such an offensive religion mm-hmm. or belief system because we we can't say to the Muslim or to the Jehovah Witness or the Mormon or you know Pick your, your, your other religious system. We can't say to them, well, if that works for you, that's okay. Because we know it's not okay. We know what our Savior taught, that he is the only way to the Father. 
And so it's not loving, it's not kind to say to a Mormon friend, no, what you believe is okay, because it will work out in the end, because we know it won't work out in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the oncologist that's just patting you on the back and sending you out the door, <clears throat> as Ryan mentioned in the last episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's there's kind of maybe two, two approaches uh, to answering this question. Um, so... I would start like rusted. Um, one way to answer it is just to say, well, one of those one of those religions in the category of all religions um, has very specific claims and it's exclusive. So, uh, if that's true, then it's negating the the trueness of the other ones. So it's actually um, logically impossible. But beyond that, you know, I I I can remember I sat next to a, a very sweet Mormon lady on on an airplane and. She thought that we had all sorts of things in common. And so I just wanted to invite her into what true biblical Christianity was. And so I was able to compare and contrast that with Mm. the Mormon system. And, um, you know, I didn't necessarily say, well, and she wasn't claiming necessarily that all religions uh, were the same um, or ultimately led to the same place. Um, But she certainly thought that that we had way more in common than, than less. And so... Um, I think there's an opportunity to show fundamentally um, how scandal- scandalously different Christianity is um, than every other system, which all those systems essentially boil down to you working your way back toward toward God and reconciling yourself and meriting that reconciliation. And Christianity is so different because it says, no, actually you can't do that. So it's the only religion that recognizes the impossibility of humanity working their way back to God. And then secondly, God himself did it for you. Um, no other religion does that. And and so, you know, ho- hopefully that's uh, good news yeah. to somebody who's weary of laboring. Yeah. You know, uh, there may be an illustration that would be helpful. If you had two glasses of water filled to the same level, um, they look super similar. But if you drop uh, some Sinai in one of them, um, those glasses are fundamentally different. It's not mm-hmm. the similarities that, that Christianity might have with other religions that are the important thing to focus on. It's the differences. Uh, yes, other religions might teach you to love your neighbors yourself, but that is inconsequential compared to the differences that Christianity holds with other religions. And I appreciate what Paul, you know, you pointed out, you know, that fundamentally the key difference is how we are reconciled to God mm-hmm. and um, all other systems are a man-based works. You get there right. in some way. Um, and really what it boils down to is this battle that we have in scripture from the book of Genesis on through to the end of between Babel or Babylon and, and then the kingdom of God, um, the tower of Babel, same word as Babylon. It was a tower built as you could view it as mankind trying to write wrong on their own strength getting to heaven um god thwarts that and then um immediately we have abraham enters the scene and uh, his covenant with abraham and his way of restoring humanity to himself Which so all of those other religions are really founded upon man Babel. man building upward whereas god says no i will come down to right. you i'm gonna do it yeah so the question is are all religions good and I think what we can say is that only one religion 
Only one faith allows a person to be good internally. Mm-hmm. And that is based upon grace, based upon the person and work of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. All other religions can only help somebody be quote unquote good externally. Mm-hmm. It can't touch the heart. It can't tr- touch the inner a- aspect of who a person is. And I think that's what Jesus was dealing with so often with the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees is saying, you're, you're whitewashed tombs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, your religion can only affect the outside. I'm here so that I can actually make you what you were intended to be, which is righteous and holy in the inside because by grace I'll give you my righteousness. Yeah, and to answer that question too, we have to look at the end of these religions mm-hmm. um, in the eternal sense. Uh, only one religion ends with its God's people in glory with Him, yeah. and all others end with those in rebellion against God in condemnation. That's right. So. Yeah, we don't rest our opinion on Christianity on our own strength we rest on what jesus has said we we can't just make up christianity to what we want right. jesus said i am the way the truth and life no one comes in the father but by him if we're going to be christians we have to obey christ and affirm what he has said don't forget uh reformation boise coming up october 21st and 22nd uh the theme this year is the church dr joel beaky dr Derek thomas it's gonna be a great conference go to reformationboise.com register there for free today this is the gospel for life we'll see you next time